Welcome back, everybody, to the We Like Here podcast. Joey C Note. I've got the kid. No stats this week. Joey Stats is in uh, Punta Maya this week. How you doing, kid? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. After a crazy weekend. Are you a millionaire? I am not. <laughs> Neither am I. Yeah, didn't work out that way. Didn't have Rich Strike on top, huh? No, but uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in this week. I want to thank everybody for last week, all the uh, followers and downloads that we had last week from the podcast from both the Oaks and the Derby. Absolutely sensational. Just uh, climbing up on the numbers. Uh, Thanks for all the uh, follow backs on Twitter and all the social medias. So really appreciate everybody tuning in. Hopefully you get another entertaining week with just the two-headed monster. Yeah, I actually created uh, a whole bunch of burners, and that's just for the podcast. <laughs> I've got 42 burner accounts. <laughs> no, it is, uh, it is nice to see that all our hard work that we're putting in, people are enjoying the, the podcast as much as we like doing it. And hopefully they took some of our picks underneath. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to handicap Rich Strike. That's the that's the kick in the ass right there. Entry on Friday. Yeah. So if you listen to the podcast, we analyzed every horse in the Derby, except for the winner, due to the fact that it being added in. Yeah, you always love when a horse scratches because it's got the 20 posts and you really don't think you have a chance. And why even go through all the effort to take the spot? And just Yeah, Ethereal Road really yeah. scratching through a wrench in all of my wagers. Yeah. And I will say this, it, after the scratch, I did look at Rich Strike. I, on paper, I just couldn't do it. I mean, the only thing that you could have possibly saw out of that horse, because, I mean, it didn't finish better than third in its entire career, except for breaking its maiden in a $30,000 claiming. Correct. Race. But when it won, it won by 17 lengths at yeah. Churchill. Like, if that's the only that's the only stat that I was like, oh, if I would have saw that, because I really didn't look at Rich Strike all that much, if I would have, like, actually looked at it, maybe I would have given us, I still probably wouldn't have bet it. Handicap and you know? faux pas. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. You should look at every horse in the field, but I did briefly look uh, three of those races on synthetic. I, I was against all the uh, synthetic horses anyways, right? I wasn't with, uh, you know, Tis the Bomb and Tawny Port. I wasn't I wasn't looking in that yeah. direction to to be impactful in the in the wagering or in the vertical, so. But boy, were we wrong. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will give it is that the final three for a long time, if you go back, that race really was pretty impressive on uh, our three for a long time closing. So horse had the capability. I just never thought he'd be able to. I think, I mean, all the credit goes to the horse and Sonny Leon for the the moves that they made. Because, you know, I saw two similar moves, just not um, as impressive as what he did. Right. So if everybody watched the race, which we've watched the race multiple times over and over. Yep. I'm still watching it this week, you know, a couple of times just for shits and giggles. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to bob and weave through traffic, number one, you're coming from all the way outside, which you're already in an uphill battle, right? So you cut all the way over, get yourself into a comfortable position. 100 yards, right? he was at the rail, yeah. which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's a very impressive move. And then to navigate through traffic is one thing. Not to get boxed in is another thing, but then to essentially just move around horses with ease when he had to, uh, when he had to pass, uh, who was it? Um, Messier, Messier at the rail, move around, get back to the rail and close like great. I mean, it was just, it was a great ride from a jockey that's never won a great stakes race to a horse that's never won anything other than a 30,000 claimer race. Now won a $3 million 64 buyer rating. Yeah. It just, I mean, it was, it was literally (laughs) like, if you had it, congratulations, I'm happy for you. We're happy for you. But I mean, like, 
that was just literally the stars aligned for that horse. Yeah, it's. You know? I will say this though. I mean, coming off last year's Kentucky Derby, yep, it is a feel good story. It is. It was. It was the most watched uh, televised program I think mm-hmm. this year, uh, just as much as the Super Bowl or close to it. Yeah. I think it superseded the, the Super Bowl. I think it did too. Uh, the, just the fan attraction. You know, everybody's a, a horse racing fan of Kentucky Derby Day. To be able to see that eighty to one, if that doesn't bring in new exciting people to the sport, which is a plus. So I, I'll take the loss here on the ticket if it does increase uh, some positivity of the sport with a lot of black eyes last year. Yeah, a lot. I mean, obviously, we don't have to rehash old things, but no, it was no nice need to, to see. Uh, it was nice to see something like that happen, especially for, I mean, all the connections and um, obviously the trainer, right? I mean, he yeah. just for what happened with him, right? Losing half his bar, you know, his stalls to Correct. Like, a fire is just kind of... The movie know, rights are out there, yeah. right? Someone's already starting the uh, the screenplay on this thing. Yeah, Gotta yeah. be. Now, adversely, all of the listeners or all the players that just looked and saw the biggest odds and put money on like that's how you cash that <laughs> that's how you cash i've seen so many tickets on twitter and social media that were basically based off of picking numbers i think that's how you actually you hit that yeah. now my my wager i will talk about my wager so i obviously i had epicenter with everything i had the pick three alive with five horses including epicenter mm-hmm. i had the double going uh with epicenter and then i had all of my Exactas and trifectas and superfectas, all with epicenter on top. I did have one ticket with Tabe on top to cover myself in case that horse did freak out after two races and was able to hold. Big disappointment there. But coming down the stretch, I thought I had it going. So what I did is I I did a exacta box, three with all, and this is no shit. I'm looking at my ticket, three with all, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and eliminate just the ones I know that in my heart I just don't see happening. And that was Happy Jack and Rich Strike, mm-hmm. the only two I took out. Four thousand dollar exacta, yep, to save the uh, you know eight dollars. <laughs> it was a key box, right? Key yeah, box key box. box. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a, a good little gut punch for you, you know. Um, yeah, like I said though, I mean, I couldn't bet that horse with your money, even if you a thousand times, even if I knew that this horse is going to get the same exact trip, I still probably wouldn't bet that. You know, I, I just, I've I, said the same thing, you know, there, there's no way I could justify in my true handicapping abilities to say an 80 to one shot that found out he was racing on Friday before 15 minutes or 30 yeah. minutes before. Yep. Found out he was racing on Friday that he was going to be in the Derby, a horse that hasn't won a graded stakes race, a jockey that hasn't won a graded stakes race, a horse that hasn't shown anything in its last five starts other than, you know, it's maiden break, maiden breaking win at Churchill yeah. for one on the track. Three races way, on synthetic. Way back. It was just like there was nothing <laughs> I, I could do. It was just like, okay. You, you, that I know. Crazy. A great story. I'm happy for Eric Reed and all the connections. Um, I'm happy for the horse, but. You know, I was actually more, I mean, that was, you can't be more impressed than that trip, but like to see the Mo Donegal and Barbara Road. Yeah. Two exceptionally great finishes. Yeah. Ab, I mean, they were finishing just as fast. They just had to take that outside trip. Correct. I think if they got that inside trip, you'd be seeing one of those two up there. Well, they well. were already wider. Uh, Sonny, Sonny Leon had his rich strike more, more, more inside. He, he was like right. third, fourth pass. So he had a better opportunity to, to do that little yep. weave that he did. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Irad took right to the outside with Ray Lou and they yep. just matched stride for stride down the the, well, down the, the crazy stretch. thing with Mo Donegal is Mo Donegal at the at the break got pinched at the rail. Hard. Yeah. He bad. hit the gate. Yeah, it was bad. Like Because I was like, looking. That's the one I was looking at when it broke. Yeah. I was just looking at the one hole to see where it was going to break. And instantaneously, you're like, okay, this horse is done. done. Like, at the break, you're like, it's over. You yep. know, dead last, like at the at the back of the pack. 
to come back up and finish fifth is he like, literally was about a length yeah. in front of this rich horse, strike at the time they break better and maybe sits mid pack. That horse might be up there instead of rich strike. Absolutely. You know? Same thing with Barbara road. Barbara road had a great trip too. I mean, in terms of closing finished six, yeah. but just was way too far out of it to, to make a move and had to go way outside around the pack. Right. You know? He was so, wide the entire race. Yeah. So, I mean that, and Barbara road finished fuller run too as well. Yeah. Know? He had a little just, bit of an inside path. Yeah. Uh, I think, and the backstretch, yeah. but still so, wide. And then obviously I was high on white of barrio white of barrio. I thought was going to make a little bit of a move, but just kind of at the turn moved up and then just sat and it couldn't move anymore. It just faltered yeah. at the end there. So wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't the best trip I would say for white of barrio for the. Yeah. The so I will say, I will say this. We were all against speed in that race. When we talked about uh, it, yeah. we knew it would be fast. We definitely knew it was fast. the only horse I thought that, has shown that it's able to go out there uh, in a stalking and a high speed, high uh, fast time race was, was Taba. And uh, obviously that didn't work out, but nope. the fractions were, you know, 21 and six, which is the fastest quarter 45 and two, which is second fastest yeah. in Kentucky Derby history, One ten and two ninth fastest. And then one thirty six and eight thirty first fastest and overall two Oh two and six 52nd fastest. Mm-hmm. So sold way down. It didn't really, it had to slow down, yeah, right? Just, <laughs> you ain't going to keep up that, close, right? that kind of speed, but it was just all the closers we talked about, specifically Nemo Donegal, Barber Road were two that we were high on, White Barrio you were high on, all the closers that we thought that were going to make up the ground. This is the one that we didn't see making up the ground. Epicenter ran a great race. Well, uh, I'll even give it out to Zandon that he ran a great race coming in third. You can't see Rich Strike run that race because it's never ridden that race before. <laughs> you know, that type of race, like never finished like that. Yeah. That horse finishes like that in any one of its starts other than its maiden breaking claiming race. Like, he was so gassed. Yeah. Like, so geared up. I mean, like, afterwards, he couldn't calm down. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously, we saw what happened. He ran yeah. the race of his life. Yeah, it's just it was literally you couldn't you can't you can't script it. It's just it happened. It was one of those nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that's like someone who just like wins a big I don't know some kind of you hit sporting the event. Yeah, you, you just hit the you black out. You know, yeah, you just hit the you hit the button and you hit the grand for whatever it paid. Like that's what it was. Yeah, if you had twenty one three or twenty one three ten, Zana was ten. Twenty one three ten. Yeah. Twenty one three ten. Yep. But I will give it up to uh, Mo Donegal. And Barbara Road yeah. ran I mean, great I races. I think they ran great races. And simplification. Simplification ran, ran a, a better really race good race. I thought it was going to. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm glad we also talked about, you know, Epicenter. I know you were high on Epicenter, but we did talk about Steve Asmussen just kind of struggling to get that winner home at Churchill. And the Bro, he had it though. The facts kind of, you know, the, the statistics kind of held true. Yeah. You know, I love when the announcers that day were like, Joel Rosario's done everything but win a Kentucky Derby. Like, fuck, dude, you got to yeah. say that, like, right now before the race? I mean, it's true. I mean, the guy has literally done everything. <laughs> He's ridden every race that he could possibly run, I feel like, and he just can't get to the winner's circle on the big day. Him and him and Steve are both in the same boat. It's uh, it's a shame because I thought this was this actually was one of his better shots yeah, that I thought, so. you know, that uh, was going to come to fruition. But nonetheless, if you hit, congratulations. Uh, next year, we'll also we'll do the also eligibles yeah. as well. Yeah, I guess we have to. But, I mean, now too as we're on the subject for the preakness right big news dropping today seeing that it is thursday that we will not see rich strike in the preakness so yeah. no triple crown opportunity maybe the luck has run out this race i don't know what you want to call it but kind of it's disappointing disappointing news to hear yeah. you know from a, from a trip like that a, a cinderella i understand like it the horse just ran the best race of its life i, I don't think it's gonna be able to yeah. come back in two weeks and and even come close to that. I think if they give no. it the five week break and it comes back in the Belmont, it's 
possible. Think about it. I think, I think, yeah. And I think part of me is like, okay, well you just won. I think more of, I think it's a business move more so than I think. It yeah, is, unfortunately you know? it's like, okay, we have a Kentucky Derby winner. And if this horse loses by 20 lengths in the Preakness, you know, you, you lose yeah. maybe some of that luster, you know, some of the shine from sure. that. Retire them now and stud them. Right. What do you get? That's basically <laughs> what I'm thinking is like, is that what they're going to do? Cause right? I mean, you're going to make a ton of money on this horse just because it won a, you know, a Kentucky Derby. Even then, what are we really looking at at this point? If you were to stud out right now after winning the Derby, I mean, 30,000, maybe yeah. 35. I mean, and it's not going back to Belterra park and well, you know, so I don't, it's, it's going to make more money studying right now yeah. than if it goes out and loses the Preakness and gets smoked in the Belmont. Yeah. I think they cost themselves money if it loses. I think from a business standpoint, I think that's my angle. But I get it. It's just disappointing from a fan perspective. From a, yeah. From a fan perspective, right like if you want to talk about having a movie play out before your eyes and be a part of it it's like what if this horse won the preakness and then goes on and wins a triple crown yeah from 80 to one from a horse that doesn't show anything mm-hmm. goes out wins a triple crown your like, average fan is waiting for the yeah. in two weeks they're waiting yeah. to do it again that i mean that would be the all-time like disney sign the disney sign the contract now or paramount sign the contract like right now the, yeah you know but uh, be that as it may, I mean, we've got some interesting players in there. I think uh, this is where Epicenter, I think, is going to probably reign supreme. Yeah, it, it seems that way. Although early voting coming in, if uh, early voting does run, is an interesting play, I think. Early voting gets Jose, I believe. It, yes, Jose's correct. Yep. Simplification, if it runs, I believe, was Javier, maybe. I think uh, keep your eyes open for prigness and who's in who's out you're kind is of secret oath right gonna run against the boys there's talks there's talks right yeah so interesting kind of lineup possibilities yeah um which we'll get to next week and we talk preakness week but uh also uh 17 reign supreme yeah again, keep it going <laughs> talk about the, that next again, year the stat <laughs> old supreme nobody yeah. has ever won a derby from the 17 hall yeah that's the prop bet that that that's a horse that should have been 80 to one his classic coffee coming out of hall. <laughs> I think he finished like next to last. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, uh, it never fails. It's one horse that you can always count out of the whole exotics, <laughs> horizontals, everything. Surprisingly, I left the 17 in my exacta box, but threw out the 21. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing I've ever done. That's probably the dumbest thing you've ever done. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if it's the dumbest thing, but no, it's, it's, it's pretty it's close. There. It's pretty dumb. It's pretty, <laughs> it's, it's pretty close. Let's not get into my whole uh, background here, check. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Saturday real quick. A few horses here. I don't know if you've seen. I don't think you have seen the uh, the buyer or the brisk speed ratings that came out. These are the the brisk ratings. I have not. I have I'm going to go ahead and throw out uh, a horse out there that won that day, and I'll give you the uh, the higher or lower. Okay. Give you the number. We'll start with uh, Jack Christopher. That was a good race for Jack Christopher. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jack Christopher uh, speed rating higher or lower than 100. Um, I'm going to. Everybody at home, a chance to guess as well. I'm going to say under. It is under. Ooh. 99. Nice. 99. One for one. It was a really good, it was a solid race too for Jack Christopher. It was nice to see that. It was uh, a good race. Uh, that was that was a good race for Jack, uh, Jack Christopher. Would have been interesting uh, had things changed for that horse to be able to run in the Derby. Yeah. Well, as well as a few other horses that we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the Turf Classic. Uh, so this was an interesting race. This is one of the races where I actually talked about King Santine. Mm, yeah. And I thought that was so many good things for Santine in that race. Third time for Tyler to be on him. Yep. Outside post position, blinkers on, and they forwardly placed him. The minute, the minute that race went off and he was positioned yeah, second, was I'm like, game. he is not losing yeah. this race, especially with the blinkers. They're not trying to climb all these uh, lengths back. So 
I love that race completely. Said it was going to be my single, told everybody to single it. Uh, I did have two in that leg. Mm. Uh, I should have just singled Santine, but I digress. So Santine, 103, higher or lower? Santine, 103, lower. Yeah, it's also lower. Yeah. 101. <laughs> two for two. 101. That's I, I think that's fair. I think that's a good speed. For turf, I thought for, it was for turf and closing. Pretty good. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I think it's right on pet. Pretty solid. Uh so this is a race that uh kind of threw me off. New Year's Eve won the Edgewood. Yep. Uh New Year's Eve, ninety four, higher or lower? Uh statistically I'm gonna say higher. It is higher. Yeah. It's ninety five. That one that one surprised me. New Year's Eve won in that race. Well, it was not my ticket, so yeah. that says it all right there. That was one that cost me. Uh, let's go to the uh, Derby City Distaff. It was the grade one. Mm-hmm. Obligatory won that race. Mm-hmm. Obligatory. 101, higher or lower? Um, obligatory. Higher. Lower. Oh, damn. 100 really? even. Yep, 100 rating. That was another race that... That was a strong race, though, too. It was. I figured it'd That's be higher. I thought it'd be a little bit higher, but... I was a little taken back on that myself. All right, we got two more here I'll go through. Let's go with the uh, Kentucky Oaks. Secret Oath. Higher. <laughs> I didn't even give you the number <laughs> oh, yet. Sorry. All right, you ready? Secret Oath for the Kentucky Oaks. Yeah. 103. Let's see, I, if you would have went 102, I would have said higher. Yeah, you would have said higher? I'll still say higher. It's actually 103. I just want to see what yeah. you're going to say. Oh, see, look at I was right on pat. I, I literally you were at was a thinking, point. I was going to say 102. I was literally thinking 103. I swear to God, in my head, I was thinking 103. Was All right, like, how about the next one? You just guess what the buyer okay. rating give is. Me, uh, go ahead, give me the... Uh, All right, we're giving you the Derby then. Rich Strike, what Rich, is what was his Briss rating? Rich Strike, I'm going to say, was a 101. 102. Fuck! <laughs> uh, so close. <laughs> you were right there. Damn. I uh, Hey. Give me a call. I'll, I'll set some of these speed figures for you. Right. Uh, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> Actually, did pretty good. Uh, one last one to throw out. Highest of the day was Olympiad. What was the number? Highest Olympiad, of the day. Highest of the day? Yeah. Um, 111. 105. Oh. They, stay, they stayed well within the parameters, but I, I was surprised on uh, uh, Santines was a little bit, uh, or not Santines, but uh, New Year's Eve was New Year's Eve is 95. Bit, yeah. Yeah. I was surprised on that one, but. Yeah, not bad. Pretty good. I thought obligatory. Was it obligatory, right? Obligatory, that yeah. One was, I was a little surprised on that one. I thought it would have been a little bit higher. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess 100 was right there on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a fun day of racing. I think, uh, yeah. obviously, the Kentucky Derby being the Kentucky Derby, it's the biggest, you know, showcased event because you get it on ESPN and you get it all over the country. You know, everybody's watching. Yeah. Uh, it was a great day. And hopefully, we can get some success uh, in two weeks at the Preakness. I think that the Preakness will be, with, with Rich Strike being out of it, Yeah, it just becomes, for me, it becomes Kentucky Derby almost number two, because now you're not you're not keying on one horse what he's going to do. Every year when a horse wins, the Kentucky Derby goes in the Preakness, you're always like, how does he lose? How does he win? Can he, you know, now we're not focused on one horse. Now you got to take the whole complete field, horses that bypass the Derby that are in. So it should be interesting. Yeah, that's why I think statistically it's probably going to be Epicenter that wins this race, and you're, you're going to get a short-ass price. Mattress Mac needs to stop betting on the <laughs> and start betting on the Preakness or the race after because uh, you can throw all the money you want on Epicenter this time and you'll definitely win. Yeah, I, I still think it's going to be interesting from a pace perspective, and I have to break that race down as such. Epicenter ran a great race. He was really holding off Zandon, too. Mm. I was cashing the ticket before it happened. I saw the inside was like, you know, eight, eight paths in. Yeah. 
it is what it is. Yep. Turn the page on the next week. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got, uh, got some handicapping to do today. We're going to do, we're going to go to Belmont this week. So we're shy, obviously about, uh, four weeks shy of the Belmont stakes, but we're going to go to Belmont we're going to cover, I guess the, the late pick five, we're going to go into race seven, give our picks. It's just me and you. So we should be able to breeze through this pretty quickly here, but, uh, it, it's a tough card. It's definitely a tough card and it was hard for me to make a single pick on every single one. Like I've got probably three in each race that I'm just like, ah, this one probably can win. And this one probably can win. And this one could probably some races. I have like four. (laughs) I gotta be honest with you. I have a feeling it's going to be an expensive ticket for the late pick five on Saturday. Yeah. But it it could pay, (laughs) it could pay pretty, it could pay very well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll have to take a look at that, but we'll start off in uh, race seven for Saturday, seven furlongs and race seven. This is a uh, optional claiming 45,000 condition. It's a purse of 85,000 for three-year-olds and upwards, which which have never won 15,000 twice other than maiden claiming or starter, which have never won three races or optional claiming price of 45,000. So, you know, in looking at the race, and again, I have not paid enough attention to Belmont since it opened up. I briefly, I know you have and stats has, you kind of. Pick five today. Hit the big five today. So I'm kind of, I don't really know what the track bias is, but I did watch a few races today just to get a feel for where things were. It looked a little bit off pace, but forwardly placed for sure mm-hmm. on the dirt. So I'm going to go with the 10, uh, St. Selby, Kendrick Carmouche for Rob Atris. One time out this year, it's going to stretch out the seven furlongs. Uh, last time I was a 94 buyer rating in a similar uh, stakes condition, 72,000 non winners of one. Was odds on favorite last time out and won by a length. So what I'm looking here is just more speed. And I think uh, Kendrick's one of the best. We've talked to him many times. I know he gets uh, sometimes flagged as a, only a front-running jockey, but he wins in every single way. But when he's got a front-runner with speed, I'm telling you right now, he's 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 pretty deadly. So I like St. Selby, actually, in this race. And I do like the workout, too, on May 8th, too, which is 48, for, 48 seconds for, uh, for four furlongs, although it wasn't an off-track. What are you laughing at over there? I just was thinking of like a different interview that I saw like before where they're talking to Kendrick and they were like, yeah, you're a front running jockey. Yeah, like, yeah. That, like they don't want to stereotype the guy that he could only run the front. I've seen Kendrick do a lot more than that. I mean, he's he's dangerous up at the front for sure, right? Absolutely, because like, he can rate really good. Yeah, that, it was just funny. It was a funny interview. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny when you want to stereotype yeah. or typecast <laughs> yeah. a jockey yeah. on how he can only ride. Typecast a jockey where he, he can win any way he wants. Did you see Burbonic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what yeah, the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just had a good chuckle on that. I like that pick a lot, though. I think that's probably my top choice here as well. I think front-running fashion at Belmont is definitely dangerous, um, especially if you can break well, which this horse has proven that it can do the last two starts, getting out to the front. Mm-hmm. The start before that, before its last win, just got beat by a head. You know, so it was right there right. the whole entire time, but just gave way at the end, barely. So I like the pick a lot. Um, the only thing that scares me is obviously you're taking a step up in class. Yeah. Right. That's going to be on the ticket for sure for me. I have a really tough time between I'm I'm stuck between really two here for my second choice here, but I I just keep going back to gemography even though mm-hmm. this horse hasn't shown anything, especially in its last four races that it's like it's not firing on a clip that I'd like to see for a horse that I'd feel confident in winning, right? Yeah. But you are getting a little bit of class relief here, I guess. I mean, last time I was 62,000, you're not yep. getting class relief from that. But those other races that I was running, it was 100,000, $150,000 races. So I think you're getting a little bit of class relief here that I think with Irad aboard can it can really put this horse in a good position. The speed figures on this horse that's running are, are very good, you mm-hmm. know, and, and top in this field up to next to, obviously, Kendrick. It's just it's something about this pick and something about this horse that I just I think we're we're due for a big 
a big race. And I think that this horse is fully capable of running a big race and in a stocking position. It's just, it's been kind of running up against the bandsaw a little bit. Yeah. I like the, uh, the change of barn, I think is key too for Gemography going to Rudy right. Rodriguez now. So he's had him now since uh, March 27th. Right. And the last two workouts uh, specifically on May 10th for four furlongs of 49 and two yeah. and the uh, May 3rd, which was four furlongs on a good track in 49 and three. I like both of those workouts and I think they're so, just trying to sharpen them back up. I'd like uh, Gemography as well. That's definitely one that I have in my spread in this race. Like I said, I like the 10 on the speed, but I do like Gemography just looking for that race. Right. You know, the seven furlongs is, I don't know if it's really a question for me. It just hasn't really done anything in six and six and a half for me to get too excited. Right. Who was your other choice, by the way? Masked Marauder. Masked Marauder. Masked Marauder, the six Ooh. right to the outside. Jose Gomez getting a little bit of, uh, he's, he gets the bug boy. The, the bug boy. He gets the, yeah. the light, the lightweight, you know, and I like that angle, especially for a horse like this that needs to close. Uh, last time out, one by a nose with Jose aboard. Yeah. Posted a 99 speed figure in that race, getting a little bit of class relief as well. And I, like I said, I do like just the the weight difference here for a horse because yeah. if there's a little bit of a hefty pace up at the front, right? Let's say that Kendrick goes out there and he tries to wheel, goes and runs a 22. Somebody else tries out there and tries to go a little bit. This horse with a little bit of a lighter jockey aboard can close if it sits in that stalking path. Could be a very dangerous horse, I think, um, and be right there down to the wire. Yeah, I'm going to go right to Seinfeld and say his mutter was a mutter because <laughs> his, his two big impressive races in 2022, January 2nd and April 1st. Mm -hmm. Both those were off tracks. That's my concern. Both right. those were muddy tracks, second by a neck, winner by a nose. One was a claiming 25,000 condition. The other one was an allowance 72,000 condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great races. You're getting the bug boy. I like it. But when he gets a good track last time at Aqueduct for allowance 50,000, right. third by eight links with my with Trevor on him. Yeah. And it, like, you never know how the trips are too. You have to really go back and watch the trips, right? I mean, yeah. you could have literally been up against, you know, really on paper, I'd say off track. track, right? Off track. Definitely. Definitely. In shows. Yeah totally agree with you that it's off track is definitely a better, a better option for this horse. But yeah, I, like I said, and Jose has been riding really well too, but that's, that was just a horse that I was like, okay. And it's Rudy Rodriguez. And I'm always that skeptic that, okay, you've got two horses in there, higher audit horses, which this is definitely going to be, yeah. you know, maybe that's the one that burns you, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. a thousand times. So agreed. Um, uh, my second choice was a three foolish ghost was Manny Franco. The reason I like this horse, it's going to be first time out this year. It's not the only one going out first time out. There's a couple of them here that are going first time out that haven't been out on the track yet in 2022. But what I do like here is that the, the workouts are really kind of enforcing what I'm looking for. The February 20th, the April 16th, both of those at four furlongs, one at 49 and four, and then subsequently 47 and one. Those are two good workouts followed up by two 48 and 48, three work workouts. The horse does like to go earlier. It's going to have to obviously go the seven furlongs. That's the kind of concern on the distance really hasn't done well towards the end of the year, looking at six and a half. So we are going a little longer, but you know, if it can sit right behind the, uh, the outside horse with the 10, which is definitely going to go to the front could be there late. I just think the conditioning works well on a price for foolish ghost. So I do like him as well. It's an interesting add on it is. And Manny's riding really well too. Yeah. You know, it, it's a tough competition out in New York right now. It's, it's, there's a lot of good jockeys out there all biding for the top position. Right. Um, they're all getting quality mounts too. So I think that horse can also be right there. Yep. 
Yeah. And my only, like he has run, he's been running a hundred thousand dollar stakes races, non graded, you know, and he, he did drop down to 62 optional claiming condition last time out in December. And that was horrible. 33 lengths chasing just fell off. But yeah. I think you're going to see a different horse this time around and he's up for the $45,000 claim. So kind of interesting. Yeah. I think one thing that we can probably agree on is this first leg is definitely a spread leg. For sure. You know, you want to try to get as many options as you possibly can. Try not to hit the all button because it's going to cost you way more money. But, Agreed. you know, maybe if you can get four or five horses in this leg, I think you might be okay. For me, I, you kind of talked me into the six a little bit yeah. here, but I'd have to see what track conditions are. I think it, I have 10, 3, 5, 9. 9, yep. And, and six. I was going to say uh, the seven is kind of interesting too. I think Jose with a horse that was ridden by uh, Jose Gomez two prior, one last time out by two and a quarter. Yeah, Bronx Bomber I have for third. I think it could hit third. I think it's probably a good spot, definitely in your. Uh, yeah, I think that but. for third at a price, and I think Prince of Pharaohs for third is a nice price too. Yeah. Um, with an average buyer at about eighty six, three times out this year for uh, Jose Lascano, a third time out for Linda Rice. Yep, definitely a spread like here. I yeah, mean, I wouldn't key anybody, but I uh, think I think the tent could wire the field because there's really nobody else out there that can press. Yeah, if if you want to take a chance, I mean, I, that's the horse I would take a chance on. You know, if I had to, if I very, if I had, I would to take speed single, in this race, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is definitely a spread leg for sure. Okay, we agree. Uh, next race is race eight mile and three eighths on the inner turf. This is the Grade One Man of War Stakes, purse of seven hundred thousand on the inner turf for four year olds and upwards. It's a non Lasix race, and the rails at nine feet, kid. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> every time I give you the rail information, give me the shit. <laughs> so a little bit of a shorter field here, right? So we have, we're looking at uh, what six horses. I'm looking at two horses. I'm looking at two myself. <laughs> Do you want to go first? I think we're going to have the same two horses, but sure. Um, Gaffo is probably my, if I had to single in this card, this is going to be the one hmm. I can, I can die on that hill with this horse. This horse is <laughs> super classy rides in grade one, grade two races and always performs well, except for obviously the breeders cup turf. That was uh, no go for me. But other than yeah. that, this horse is really just putting on a clinic and out of the group, this horse is posted the most consistent, highest speed figures in consecutive races that, on paper, this horse should not lose. And you're yep. going to get one of the toughest combinations out there. Joel <clears throat> Rosario, Christophe Clement on turf. If I'm singling, this is what I'm singling with. Yeah, a little cut back in distance here from the mile and a half for him. Yeah, definitely one you have to keep in there. I think, you know, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. So I'm looking at a bond, right? Yeah. Three, three races ago when he won the grade three at Gulfstream Park. That's when we were kind of hooked. And then we got disappointed in the last two, last both at Gulfstream Park, sure. right? Mile three eighths and a mile and a half. Never got to the lead like he normally does. The horse is just not not really getting out there. Like he's not breaking as well. He's four lengths off the break. He's three lengths off the break. But if he does break, which he can do, he's shown he can do. It's the only one I know that has shown he can break and get to the front. If a bond gets to the front, and I'm going to go right back to like the three Emmys. If he can get away with a 49 and change or a yeah, 50, I don't know though. if he can, he's gone. He's going to go wire to wire. Now, I've said this before, and he hasn't been able to get those fractions out. But there is nobody here that can contest him early enough or that wants to go faster than 49 and change. It's all about sizes trip. I do like the four in this race. I do like a bond. This probably would be my top choice. The only thing I'm scared of is somebody doing something they're not supposed to do or somebody like so high the six going out there, burning them out, running a 48 that he's not going to be able to hold. So I like the four. Obviously, Gufo is going to be right there in the mix. These two have gone back and forth the last time out, but you can't throw out your beer. That's the only other one that I saw in yeah. this race. I, I like I like a lot. I don't want to discredit Aban, but 
Aban was winning races um, that are a little less classy against a little less competition, I would say. Agreed. Last race, stalked, Gufo ran them all down, right? It just kind of, I mean, that was, it was Gufo and nobody else in that race. I'm pretty sure that's what we said even. He, this, ran, he ran on a 48. Yeah. And the, this, I mean, the, 48 and three. A 48 is, yeah, it's average. It's an average pace, right? I mean, you it really got to go slow for Gufo not to be able to run you down. You really have to have a lot of horse at the end. Right? Yeah. But like those last two starts are very telling to me for Aban. This horse was winning at such a high clip and doing it so decisively because of his times, right? Fifty-one half, fifty-two you're and two half, gonna, a fifty yeah, and one. You're not going to get that at Belmont. Okay, so let's you're, say you're this: you're not getting that at Belmont. You're not getting an easy trip up at the front. Who's going to push him to forty-nine though? I, I guess that's the question: is who is going to force him to go forty-nine or forty-eight and change? Mm. Who? Uh, let's look here. Let's take a peek. So high, right? The six would be the only one to come on the outside and press early, right? Last time out, 24 and one, 48 and three had the lead. So he's the one that's going to be pressing the bond. Yeah. I can't really tell from Easter or, or Highland chief. I don't know what they're going to do, but I mean, you don't really get too much because of the overseas performances. Yeah. Highland chief first time at Aqueduct was taking back nine lengths. Some people up there. I don't think that you're going to get this uncontested trip at the front for size. I don't, I don't see that being a, if the six doesn't go, if for some reason he doesn't break because the horse always breaks, he breaks first the last two times out prior to that four lengths off the lead, one length off the lead. I expect Luis Rodriguez to go and, and press immediately. If they go fast, I think your beer is your, is your winner over Gufo. I'd say two, three, or three, two. I'd, I'd be right there with you with Gufo and Ubeer. One of those two are winning. But if they do go slow, if by some chance a six bad break and he can get away with that fifty half or forty, it has to be fifty. If he can get away with fifty, a bond's gonna no, what? no chance. They're not gonna run him down. Yeah, no chance though. Like I said, no. There's probably no chance. Yeah, no chance. I, I'm, I'm very confident that, that the horse isn't gonna get that clean of a trip. I'd love to see the six set off and see, have him run a 50 and then go, yep, there it is. Yeah. I mean, that would be funny and it would be a good little, uh, you know, snippet for you. I'll have a crazy ticket again. with just the four uh, key here on a crazy low speed half, but I'll probably go two, three. It's probably going to go. Yeah. It's probably two, three. And if I had to put a horse in there for third, it's probably two, three, one, because I know Flavian's going to be closing stoutly at the end. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I, I'm all over. I'm all over Gaffo. I think that's this is much the best here. Again, like I said, I, if I'm going to single, I'll die on the hill with that horse. But William Buick's coming over here to yeah. race with the beer, which says a lot. And if there's a horse that's going to upset, that's this the might one. be the one. You know, you don't make a trip. You know, you don't hop the pond to come over here and finish second all day either. No, you know, so uh, <laughs> that's that's the horse that maybe scares me a little bit. Yeah, that'd, that'd be my top, and Gaffo would be my second, but. Again, I'd love to see the 50 and a bond be out there and see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get on to race nine. All right, so moving on to race nine. This is a mile and an eighth. This is the grade three Peter Pan Stakes. Purse of $200,000 for three-year-olds. Another non-Lasix race. This is the, probably the toughest race of the sequence for me. I had so many I had to look at, so many check marks and negatives on every single horse. But I'm going to go with something outside the norm. I'm going to go with a really kind of crazy pick with the seven. Cook Creek. Not on your radar, probably. It is not. Okay. Listen, two times out this year, uh, a mile and eighth and a mile. Finished eighth by 17 lengths and third uh, by two lengths in an eight-horse field. Nothing really impressive here. 71 buyer rating, 80 buyer rating. Joe, why do you like this horse? Well, it was a great three, and, great three, and it was $150,000 Jerome non-graded stakes for the two races this year. Both of them on off tracks. So you're not going to get an off track this time. Horse is finally getting a surface he can run on. 
And he's going to improve with blinkers. So they're adding the blinkers to this horse. So I do like the equipment change and the blinkers. I think he does have the ability to be up closer early and be able to run him down late. So I think more of a stalking trip from this position, from the seven hole. Uh, there is some early speed here. There's definitely going to be uh, some some decent fractions, moderate probably to decent. Nothing on paper that really jumps out other than this horse has been able to race like it did back in November and October of last year, where it was kind of lights out in the grade three Nashua. It was right there consistently. I, I like that race specifically on November 7th in the, in the Nashua. I thought it was one of his best races, a decent buyer rating of 86. The workouts look pretty consistent with the training that it was doing prior. It just needs a surface to run against. So good price. I'm going to go at Cook Creek, but I am spreading this race, but that's the one I think that could be the upset. Man, you're really screwing me here. <laughs> um, Didn't take the chalk. Oh, yeah, sorry. I know. That's, that, that hurts me a little bit. Uh, I, I want to take a price here. I really do. And that price for me is going to be the one set sale. Mm. Joel Rosario on a horse that's ridden very well <laughs> last two times out, right? So the first race, obviously, is still finished third. First race, you know out the gate. I'm okay with that. But then the second race, I think they figured it out right away. They're like, this horse needs to be on the front. It broke very well, went right to the front, was up by a half a length the whole race, and then pulled away at the stretch, ended up winning by seven and a half lengths. So I think they figured it out. And the workouts are telling me, because it it worked out on seven furlongs, uh, five furlongs, they're trying to stretch out. They're trying to get this horse's conditioning up. That's what it tells me, right? Yeah. I like to see that. I like to see them prepare for the race. I see that even though the time isn't like glaring, right? It's not like, oh, it's yeah. 125. I mean, it's still nice to see, but uh, it's not screaming out to me. But then that five furlong work for 59, that's that's the one right there that says, okay, they are gearing up to go right to the front and try to wheel. And I think with Joel aboard, Joel Rosario, one of the strongest, most aggressive jockeys up at the front. Yeah. This is one that you could get a price with, and I really do like this horse a lot. Yeah, I said it's the toughest race of the yeah, sequence. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I mean, don't know what you're going to get from set sale, but if he does anything compared to his workouts and how he ran that last race, I don't see yeah, why he can't win. Just on paper, it kind of tells a story to me, right? It just tells me what I'm looking for. It's like, you're looking for a horse that wants to do the same thing. Well, this is telling me exactly it. You know, It's just saying, we're going to go out to the front again. We're going to stretch out a little bit. We're ready for the stretch out, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, so... I'm going to go for a price. I know the one's definitely going to be in my in my wagering there. So in looking at this race and some of the conditioning for the race here, it's a non-Lasix race. Every single horse here has ran on Lasix. But as far as running off of Lasix, there's only a handful that have been successful off of Lasix. And obviously, the seven has never been on Lasix. This is one thing that I can, right. I can contribute to is that it's a non-Lasix race. This horse has never been on Lasix, and he shows he can run fine. And that's everything in 2021. So the only other horse that I see that could possibly be there in a non-Lasix condition, I can, I'd love to go with We the People. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go with Flavian Pratt and, and Rodolphe Brissett, but I can't, I can't on that last performance in the Arkansas Derby, just didn't show up, was totally washed out, never fired, never moved. We had him, we talked about him, could be a potential yep. contender in that race. The workout looks good, but it was his first time off Lasix and he's seven by 13 lengths, albeit in a grade one. Right. I'll give you that. So there is the possibility there. I think, you know, Golden Glider is another horse that's had three trips off of Lasix and fifth by seven lengths, four by three and a fourth by five, all grade two, grade three and grade one. So another one with decent buyer ratings and an average of about 90 and 96 last time out. So I think Golden Glider maybe is a horse that can, you know, with the workouts that I'm seeing on May 1st at five furlongs in a minute, 
uh, for the a bullet workout one out of 20. That's a horse that maybe potentially now, because that workout was definitely non Lasix for it to be running in this race. So it was off the medicine at that time. Uh, so I think Golden Glider could be a possibility, but I'm still, that's why I'm high on the seven. Yeah, uh, with Cook Creek. So I think Golden Glider is a second possibility. Set Sail, I really don't know what to expect with that one. And I think Electability, I don't know what to expect from that one either. I like Electability. Uh, you know, just broke its maiden and then came back out and won again. Back-to-back wins. It's nice to see. Sure. The stretch out doesn't really say that this horse needs to stretch out because it, it's just sitting in that spot, right? It does. It's not like it's closing. It doesn't say, hey, closed and and. It's winning. It's not it's just, just barely winning, hanging right? on, but it, I mean, if you're looking at the distancing and the and the separation, it's just game the whole time. Nothing, yeah, nothing compelling that says the distance is going to hurt or help the horse. It just kind of just you know we're stretching out. So I yeah. think it's an interesting play. I'll have it in the horizontal. We the people you did mention, yeah, first time off the Lasix in the Arkansas Derby. That whole card we talked about a couple of weeks ago was yeah. so wacky that I almost discredit any horse that was in that race that didn't win because. It just it didn't play the way I thought. And I think a lot of people were thinking. You know, mm-hmm. It was literally just get to the front, you win the race, and it doesn't matter who you are, or what kind of horse you had. It was right. just, it was very weird the way it just it left kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Backing it up though, two starts, it won by five lengths. Granted, yeah, okay, you're on the Lasix, you've got the the extra wind in your sails, but Flavian Pratt and Windstar Farms, you know, it's it's just a lot of class in there that I. I can't keep out either. It's hard to ignore, you right? Know? So, you know, $230,000 purchase for this horse. I think th- there's just a lot of different things that it's a very interesting horse and it was favored pretty, um, pretty nicely in that race you yeah. know, in, in the Arkansas Derby. Like it was, it yes. was definitely a true player. So that's, like I said, it just, it was a weird, weird day and I'm going to discredit that race. And I definitely will throw in we, the people um, okay. may have talked me into golden glider a little bit too. So yeah, it's definitely another spread leg for me, but yeah. Um, I when think I, I think we're basically one, two, four, five, seven in yeah. this race. Yeah. I think the seven's your price play and the only one that can show me what he's doing without without Lasix. It's tough. Yeah, it's a it's a very difficult race to handicap. I mean, there's nothing on here. They all won and there's nothing on there that's like I can make a contention for any horse in this race. Right. I mean, even this the eight state planning has an opportunity coming off back to back wins, but you know, he's got everything he's got everything going for him here with the Lasix and the blinkers I and agree. you know. I'm not always big on horses going farther and moving up in class unless it actually screams or the breeding says it's okay. I think you're okay with the likability on the distance. And I'd, I'd probably say that you're probably really okay with state planning on the distance. It's going to be an interesting race, but I'm going to try to take a stab at somebody that can run this race without Lasix and be there. We'll see. All right. Going to the 10th race. Mile and a 16th on the inner turf. This is the Bogey Grade 3 Purse of 150,000 inner turf for fillies and mares, four year olds and upwards. Another non Lasix race, rails at nine feet. Kid, you know we're already going here. And uh, I'm not going to steal your thunder here with uh, with all the pluses and the check marks that I have for a horse that looks pretty considerably strong. But this wasn't an easy one for me either. Really, it really wasn't. <laughs> I was trying to look at the same kind of process that I did in the last race. Of, I think it was easier for me to like start to discredit some horses than it is for me to, to pick who's going to win. But uh, I'm going to let you have your your moment there. I'm going to go with Manny Franco and Plum Ali and talk about that one specifically. Moving up in class, first time out this year, got a win by a half a length with a 95 buyer rating and a non-graded stakes for 100000 at the mile on a firm turf. 
Uh, Christoph Coleman always keeps his horses sharp. This horse has been doing pretty well, always reasonably close at the end. Hasn't been worse than like four lengths in probably the last year or two years in any race that it's run at a mile or more. So we're going the mile in the 16th. I like the added distance, actually, because it's going to be coming off the pace from a stalking trip. Just a lot for me to like for Plum Ali. I've been betting this horse for some time, and it really hasn't let me down. So I definitely know it's going to be in the verticals and uh, could possibly win. So I'll take Plum Ali and let you take the glory on the one that I think we both like. <laughs> I, I like Plum Ali. Um, I have a couple check marks next to it. Uh, if I'm if I've got the funds to do so, I probably will spread with that horse in there. This one's interesting. The one Rugier, Chad Brown. You get Flavian Pratt, a three point three million dollar purchase for this horse. Uh, has not raced in six months. So coming mm-hmm. way off a layoff, you're getting class relief. This horse has ridden in the class, uh, the grade one races, and has gotten the job done a couple different times. So it's. It's definitely, it fits the bill for classiness. I think that this horse, the, the thing that throws me off here is that the purchase for $3.3 million. <laughs> like when you buy a horse for $3.3 million, you better tell me this horse is going to win every race that runs them for the rest of its career and then breeds unbelievable sires and dams for the rest of its life. Like It's just, you know, it's like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't fathom spending that much money on a horse, but that speaks volumes to me. They paid the they paid the amount because this is going to be a winner. I think this horse is going to win, even off the layoff, six months be it. The training has been consistent. It's been training on the turf. It's got yep. very good training, you know, very good works on the card. A minute flat and two-tenths of a second um, on April 23rd. That's a nice bullet to see. Uh, you see another 48, so an average work there. But if you back that up to April 16th, another minute and two on the turf. So you're seeing some pretty consistent workouts from yeah. this horse, and it's not like they're they're asking much of it, too. So I think that you're going to see this horse definitely in the front on Saturday. Another one that if, I, if I'm if i singling, I can die on this, the hill as well and just say, you know what, this is probably the best horse in the race, and it should win handily. Yeah, racing against huge fields, 14-10, 14-17. Horse has been no worse Minus the last race mm-hmm. has been no worse than ahead. Lost the ahead. Loves, loves only you. It, yeah, in four races, yeah. ahead, a neck, a neck, and a nose, mm-hmm. and then obviously it comes over, it goes to Del Mar, runs in a mile and three eighths. Checked very, very hard early on. Never really got into the race. Probably you can discredit that first race there on November sixth. The workouts have been exceptional. Yeah. Just the last six alone, right? I mean, you can go from May sixth all the way back to April 9th. Horses working consistently, working solid. Three of those uh, uh, six workouts recently are all bullets. First off for Chad Brown, Pratt gets the mount. You know, like I said, trouble on the last start, cutback and distance. There's so many good things to like about this horse. Probably should be the key, but maybe that is the key if I had to, because it's a tough sequence. If I had to key, this is the race to probably do it. Like you said, die on the hill for that one. Plum Ali should be tough. And I think our flash drive also has a little bit of opportunity. I like that one time out at a mile on the 16th on uh, March 22nd at Tampa. 88 buyer rating, came off the pace, second by four lengths with Gallardo on him. Gets Dylan Davis for Mark Cassie. Two good workouts, two bullets, actually, on April 29th and 22nd. Both of those at four for a long. So 47 and two, 47 and four. Watch our flash wrap as well. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think if I'm if I'm dying on a hill, this is going to be one of them, too. I just it's. When you when you buy a horse for three point three million, right? Yeah, that speaks. That should speak volumes to everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse went off at one to two. I know. You know, like I mean, even like okay, even Taba. Taba ran obviously in the Kentucky Derby last week. Mm-hmm. They paid one point two million for that horse. Right. One point two million dollars for a horse that was in the Derby. You're paying three point three million dollars for a horse that's running in a Grade <laughs> I Three. I know. You know, so th- that's making the comparison. This horse should win by seventeen lengths. I should. 
It's a, not even have to watch this race. I know it's a four year <laughs> it's a four year old filly. The one thing I will say too is that that's one horse yeah. as well as Plum Ali that has never ran on LASIK, so it's not really a loss for that horse. Yeah, albeit that the seven has run on LASIK four times, and three of those times were wins. One of them was a second off LASIK, two fourths, right. uh, three fourths, and a seventh lifetime. Like to, uh, to quote Joey Stats in his absence, how does this horse lose? What if it doesn't hit the board? What if it needs a race because it's in six months? How does this horse lose? Ouch! It's at the rail. Yeah. It's, it's it's at the rail and it gets pinched back and uh, something happens dramatically and it, it runs the same race yeah. it did in November where it doesn't ever really right. get to start out. Yeah. So, so I think, but you got Pratt in the irons. He's going to yeah. get him out positioned well yeah. and off the rail probably. But within I don't the first see couple this race uh, playing out any different than seeing that one be on top. No, I, that's that's the way I see it. But that little voice is Joey Stats in your head telling you how does it lose? Yeah, definitely take a look at Plum Ali. Yeah, and if that's the case, then you probably got to go to Lamista with Ira and yeah. Chad Brown, which yeah. is the other yeah, option. Yeah, the other and I think that's the one you got to look at because on Lasix, uh, really wasn't so great. Can do well off Lasix as well, and the distance is no problem. I think uh, I think we're probably going to see Ira play Rabbit in that race. That'd be interesting. Brown, you know, go out I think it's Brown. Chad Brown race to lose and Plum Ali to be in there in some contention. We shall see. Out of the 11th. 11th race. Seven furlongs on the turf. This is an allowance, uh, 80,000 condition. Purse of 80,000 for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and upwards. New York State bred, obviously. Never won 15,000 other than maiden, claiming, or starter, or which have never won two races. And that rails at 27 feet. That's my big decision. Rails at 27 feet. You know I'm going to go to where I see forward speed. This is still a tough race for me. Well, by this time, we're four four going into the final leg right so which horse is going to bring home the money for us is the question well i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna go with my gut and go with the five hideout and that is uh louis saez on a front running horse that's coming from finger lakes and moving on down to belmont listen the only thing i like here specifically is that yeah it's going to be forwardly placed it's definitely going to be going to the front size does well it's five furlongs but he's going to have to maintain there for a longer distance so he is stretching out the distance is a concern for me but i like the early fractions in the workouts first time on lasix for this horse as well so i think that's a plus because it is going the distance uh 25 for a horse is 90 days away for the trainer, obviously. So I like that statistic as well. And the big thing for me, which I had a question mark against, was they ran a gate work with this horse on April 29th. So when they do gate works with a horse, usually having some problems loading up. And the one thing I don't like seeing is a horse acting up in the gate and exerting all that energy. And this is a horse that if it's forwardly placed, has to save every ounce of energy it can to be able to go the distance first time out, like I said, on Lasix. But Hideout to me is a nice price horse of four that I see that could be potential winners in here, but I am going to go on a price with Hideout. Well, thanks for picking a horse and making it difficult for me to pick a horse here because I thought for sure you'd take a different horse. Uh, I've got two others that I could definitely have <laughs> taken, but I'm going with the one that is shown can go right to the front. You know who my other two have to be. I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to go with Autumn Glory. Uh, Dylan Davis, Christoph Clement, they did uh, some serious work at Saratoga. It's a pretty solid combination when they do link up. I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but when they do, they usually produce. Broke its maiden at 70,000, uh, sat in that five spot and just closed very strongly uh, down the stretch and ended up winning by a half length. Now you get to add the Lasix, get a little bit more air in your lungs down the stretch, and that's going to be a couple horses in this race that are getting the Lasix, but I specifically like either a good closer on Lasix or somebody that's up at the front with Lasix, right? That can run up at the front. So yeah. I like your, that's why I like your choice a little bit, because if you're going to get that aggressive trip and you're going to go out and push the fractions, mm-hmm. you get the Lasix, you got a little bit of extra oomph down the line, right? And you've already proven you can do it. 
Same thing with this horse here in Autumn Glory. This horse has proven that it can close on a deep field. Out of a 12-horse field, it closed very stoutly. And um, now you get the Lasix, and you can definitely see Dylan connect with Christophe Clement on a turf race like this. So that's going to be one of the horses I'll have in this. Uh, yeah, I, I like the 11. Uh, cutback and distance helps this horse. The only thing I didn't like was just the workouts. I would I would have liked to see better than 104 the last two times out at five furlongs. Give me give me 102 and change. Give me yeah. something a little different. This this horse doesn't. It's not a it's not a sprint horse either though. It's, no, it's going to sit that. That's the trip that it's going to want. Right. It's going to want. It's probably going to run. You know, a very slow fraction compared to you know a couple of the horses at the front. Obviously, so I'm not too concerned with the works on that. Yeah. On that end. And that's where I get a little concerned with it because, you know, I'm talking about hideout and, and running the 2348 that it did last time out. That's why I think Act of Congress, the two, is probably the better option from the speed figure. Uh, last time out, 85 on a six for a long turf race at Maiden 70,000, which it won by five lengths with Castellano in a field of 12. So out of the eight position, had to get out, hustled over, drove, was never contested, one by five lengths. That was on April 14th, a very convincing race. Decent workouts, nothing exceptional in the morning here recently, but I think Bruce Levine's got this horse just where he wants it to be, and I do like that it's in this kind of a seven furlong distance, decent class race. I don't think you would want to put in anything other than uh, an allowance race in this position, so I think it fits conditioning that they were looking for. Obviously not putting this horse in any kind of a claiming race, so an allowance at 80000 is perfect after coming off the maiden 70000 state bread. So I think the two and the five, those are my top two battling it out the front. We'll see if the five has enough on Lasix to be able to contest. If not, that two is probably going to draw home pretty easy, and you're going to be seed, like you said. I think that you're going to see the 11, Autumn Glory, closing it down if they run some crazy fractions. But that two's got some really early foot. I think that's a good choice, too. Um, I like for probably a decent price. I don't know how much you're going to get, but I like Palace Gossip with mm. uh, my boy, Eric can't sell. Yeah. Uh, I think that this horse last two times out was on the Lasix and it's definitely proven that it was a beneficial move to put it on the Lasix because it's finished first, first time on the Lasix by yep. a length and a half. And then second time out ran the fastest speed figure in its career, but finished second by almost two lengths. Yeah. So I think that that was a very beneficial move to this horse to, to add the Lasix and let it run with the Lasix the front running fashion. I've seen Eric many a time go out and just, run his race and be aggressive and, and hold on to the stretch, especially at Belmont on turf. So uh, I think that's a horse to, to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think, think, I think that's a sensational pick. Yeah. 90 bear buyer rating first time out here this year. Yep. Anthony Dutro, 72% second off the layoff in the money. I think that's a, a good price play. Yep. And I would also, it was off the layoff too, right? Off the I mean, layoff, off right. The layoff, you just need one more race maybe to get in form and it still ran. 72,000 well. condition yeah. allowance, really similar to what we're running here. Uh, six for long actually needs the distance probably. So I think the seven for longs may help here. And don't forget your boy, uh, Jose Gomez here. Bug boy, Theodora Grace for third, I think is a good option. Yeah. Here. Decent race for 50,000. I, I, last time I, out. Last time out was a good race, but an 80 speed figure, not a very classy race. I said right? for third. For third. Yeah, definitely uh, throw hit the all button for third. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I know that's your key. That's, is that's like, what hit I the do, but like, third. I think the, the weight, the lightweight for this jockey to be aboard is always a benefit for yeah. all the bugs. And the way he's been riding, he's also has Angel Cordero giving him some pointers. Right. And you saw what, I mean, Eric Hansel also 
train with. Correct. You know, it's a a similar story. And you saw Eric Cancel go out and win the Aqueduct Cup uh, two years ago. So I see very similar traits in in the way this jockey's running, too. is going to have some very good success in his career, I think, if he keeps down this path. I just think that this race is a little bit outclassy for him. Um, He'll be moving. He will be moving, but I don't think he's going to have enough horse. This horse is ridden on Lasix, and it hasn't really done much except for, you know, a couple of races here and there. Yeah, it's another spread race for me, obviously. Nothing really I can just key on specifically, unless I'm going for, you know, speed in this race. And I and I do think with that with that rail out, that speed is going to hold a little better than the closing option. So I guess two and five would be my top two picks. But nine and 11. And you're going nine and 11. Okay. Five horses here, first time out this year as well. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a race where you say the winner, you wouldn't probably be surprised who the winner is. Correct. But uh, funny story, Eric Cancel is now a semi-Mets fan. Which is pretty funny. Oh yeah, I, uh, I saw him wearing because they're winning. No, I don't, oh, maybe I don't know. I saw him wearing uh, some Yankees uh, gear the other day, and so I messaged him. I was like, "Dude, Ugh. we gotta get you. A, we gotta get you a Mets hat." And he's like, "I just bought one today." <laughs> so either he's coming to the the good guy side, or um, I'm thinking maybe even Jose is probably giving him some shit for wearing Yankee stuff into the jocks room. So could be, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, Jose's a big Mets fan. Yeah, see that all the time. Yeah. They're looking good. A little funny, uh, little funny tidbit there. We didn't get to Graham yet. Yeah, he has sixty day DL though. Yeah. But he wasn't going to make it back in time to stay. So it, anyway, back to our pick five. Wow. So we just hit the pick five, and it, we're waiting for payouts at this point, right? Yeah, going to be decent. <laughs> going to be decent. You should be looking at some good prices this week. So I like the card. It's a very challenging card, but man, could probably find a couple bigger price plays. I think if we race, look hard, yeah, I think the races <laughs> that we actually spread on. So the one where I took set sail and you took, was it golden glide? Yeah. yeah golden glider, golden glider. I think those two are, are some solid price plays that you might, you very well might see one of those two win the race. I, I really do feel confident in the, in the longer shots on those two. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get a price on golden glider though, with, with Dylan Davis in the class, he's been running grade one, grade two, grade three. I don't know. Right. We, the people's going to get a lot of money. We the people will probably get a lot of money. Probably going to be your favorite due to the fact that it's it's Pratt. Yeah, I think uh, we'll condense some picks, right? Come Saturday. Yeah, we'll post them out there for everybody to see. But uh, I'm still flabbergasted by three point three million dollar purchase. On <laughs> Maybe that's got to be your key, just on purchase price. I I don't know. It's it's rattling my brain. Doesn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on here. One more segment to go through. One more. You know which one it is. It's time. It's the fan favorite. <laughs> it's live long shots of the week. It's time. <laughs> I'm going to the 11th race. I'm taking the only one that makes sense. All you Seinfeld fans. I'm taking freewheeling. Oh, Henry Bar Fortune heiress. The Braless Wonder. Sue <laughs> Ellen Michigan. One for three. This filly's going to be flaunting her stuff on Saturday as she drops in class, fresh on Lasix, first time on the turf. All I got to say is Jorge Abreu, Trevor McCarthy, going to bring this one home at the biggest price. Going to make Rich Strike look like a chalk. <laughs> Sue Ellen, Michigan for the win. That's a nice live long shot. My live long shot this week is coming out of the seventh race, and that is listen to your heart mm. when he's calling for you. Yeah, that song sucks, but this horse doesn't. <laughs> this is one of my favorite connections of all time. Christophe Clement, Joel Rosario, one of the strongest in the game. 
breeding a fleet Alex, you know what kind of work that horse did. This horse hasn't shown much the last two times up, but it goes back to that 100,000 Mike Lee stakes race where it came in second. If we get that type of finish in this race, we could see another big splash out of Listen to Your Heart. Mm. That's my live long shot. I think that one actually won a Grammy. <laughs> sucks. Still sucks. Still sucks. It's pretty good. No live long shot for stats, but... He is the live long shot. He is. He's out here doing things. Doing big things. Doing things. Winning hundreds and hundreds of dollars on Saturday. Dude, Kim is crushing it on Saturday. Yeah, it, he is the live long shot when he's in Florida. Yeah. Maybe he should just relocate to Florida. He's firing on all cylinders. He's living his best life yeah. down there right now. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. He texted us. This Florida air has me firing all cylinders here. Yeah, he's hitting crap left and right. Dude's it's up. probably his biggest streak probably in months. Yeah. He's like Rain Man down there. He's seeing all the numbers <laughs> flying through his head. Galifianakis. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Good for him. Good for him taking a vacation. Next week. Yeah. Just in time for Preakness. Hope he brings home some Disney characters with him. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Goofy? Yeah. Well, he already is goofy. I kill for that role. I kill for that role, man. <laughs> at least it ain't goofy. At least it ain't goofy. <laughs> still one of the best movies ever. <laughs> at least it's Disney. <laughs> I still ain't told my folks I didn't get Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, Swingers. Great movie. Classic. We got a lot going on. So yeah. finish up this week. Next week, Preakness. Next week, Preakness stakes. Three weeks to Belmont. I mean, all the good stuff. Yeah, all the fun is uh, coming up aboard here. Yeah. Listen, it's been a it's been a great ride. We're just over a year uh, into this, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And if we get another eighty to one shot that wins a Preakness, I might retire. If you hit, or just in general, both. I, I, I'll hit. I'll win. I'll retire, and then I won't bet. Anymore. Two years in the game, retired. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, big things coming up, and yeah, we're definitely doing some big things online. Uh, make sure that everybody goes out there and uh, takes a look at the merch. Obviously, it hasn't gone anywhere. We're getting some sales. We're getting some movement there. So, uh, yeah, all the support there is much appreciated. And Vantac.com. Yeah, Vantac.com. Get your shit. Wear it. Post it. Us. Tweet it. Yep. Shout share out it. at us. Yep. Rate us. Yep. Do whatever you want. Just yeah. make sure you share it. Uh, like us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. That's where you'll find all the pics. Uh, listen to the podcast, like, subscribe, write a review. Yeah. Tell me how much you don't like me. I don't care. Just do something. Just interact. Yeah. <laughs> we want to hear more feedback. Get uh, get at us. Get at me, dog. Yep. Let's do it. Do it. See y'all.